1: This weekend, 100 speakers and 1,500 delegates from 72 countries will be convening in London for perhaps the largest centre-right conference of its kind in recent years. The so-called Alliance for Responsible Citizenship is the latest kid on the Conservative bloc, but is it really Conservative and what's the purpose for a party that doesn't seem very interested in ideas? I'm Fraser Nelson and I'm joined to discuss this by Philippa Stroud, who's put the conference together, and by David Frost, who's going to be speaking at it. So, um, Philippa, Baroness Stroud, um, can you tell us a little bit about this conference? What's the idea behind it?
2: Hi, Fraser, and, and thank you, yes, So a few months ago, some of us um, gathered um, in the library and just started talking about the direction of travel that particularly many of our Anglosphere nations were going in, but also many nations around the world, and with a significant concern that the story that we are telling ourselves is one of decline, hermocrisis, polycrisis. And because our stories really form our identities and then our identities impact on our actions, what we're finding is, in fact, we're setting ourselves a pathway of decline. And uh, so this group of people have come together, as you say, um, 100 different speakers, 72 different nations, in order to really ask ourselves the question, is there a better story? And we are convinced there is a better story than the one we're currently telling ourselves but we're wanting to ask is there a better story and if there is what is it
1: and the names you've got coming in Jordan Peterson and um, Bjorn Lomberg and um, Jacinta Price who I wrote about recently he's fresh from winning Australia's no campaign John Howard former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott former Australian Prime Minister and um, anyone else you want to mention
2: So there are some incredible speakers coming. I mean, if you think of the States, for example, um, we've got uh, Kevin McCarthy, who up until recently was the Speaker of the House, uh, but also Jonathan Haidt coming, who is known for his book, The Coddling of the American Mind. For the UK, we've got people like Andy Haldane and Maurice Glassman, who want to join in the conversation as well. And then back to Australia, we've got people like uh, John Anderson, who was the Uh, Deputy Prime Minister under John Howard's um, uh, premiership, too. So we've got an incredible breadth of speakers, really crossing the world of politics, business, media the arts, the academy, social, social sector, um, and really trying to bring all of these voices together to ask the question, is there a better story?
1: David Frost, isn't this what the Conservative Party conference is supposed to be about, discussing ideas in which the centre-right might find some um, better
0: ways ahead? Yeah, it probably is. And I think to be fair to the Conservative Party conference, quite a lot of that does happen on the fringe, it just doesn't happen in the the main event. And I think what ARC can bring, and I hope it will bring, I'm looking forward to it, is the, the international perspective. I, I think in particular, the UK-US perspective, which used to be so strong in conservatism and has somewhere got lost in recent years. We really need to knit that up again. There are lots of good conservative ideas out there, and they're, in my view, the old ideas. Freedom, free markets, small states, the nation, all of that need to be revived, and I hope this can play a part in it.
1: But, Philippa, m um... Free markets, low tax. It doesn't seem to be particularly a big part. I was looking at the speaker lineup. They seem to be emphasizing more things like, well, net zero is part of it. You've got ESG phenomenon in corporate world. You've got, um, I guess, identity politics for, like, for, for want of a better phrase. It seems to be slightly less Thatcherite in orientation and slightly more about um, institutions, about the moral fabric of nation, that kind of thing
2: yeah i think when we very first came together um the question we were asking ourselves is what are the challenges that all these different nations are facing what are the new challenges and that would actually be ch- be faced not just by the conservative party but by any party that was in government because in many ways they are the challenges of of our day and um it's why we we um asked ourselves the question like how do we rebuild our social fabric uh, where we're seeing so much decline we are asking ourselves the question about business um and the business environment about what do we do when we get such big corporations who are not necessarily acting in the best interest of of, of the customer um and we're also looking at the big energy and environmental transition so we're saying so how do we transition but not driving up costs on the back of the poor and is net zero the right uh the right question so we're trying to ask the questions that all of our nations are facing and this is our first year so i'm i'm quite certain that as we go on there will be other themes uh woven into the art conference as well
0: david frost what would you say the conservative party stands for now Good question. Um, uh, sometimes I wonder whether there is any opinion that can't be found somewhere within the uh, the modern Conservative Party, and that's, that's part of the problem. What I think it should stand for is what I just described, free market economics, because that's the best way of getting growth. And what you just described as, I thought it was a very good phrase, the sort of moral basis of the nation or the state and of society. And I think... Too many people see those two things as different, whereas for me, they go together. We don't make countries prosperous without free market economics. We don't make a strong society with a massive government and a government that believes it knows better than everybody else. So that is kind of the old wisdom. Uh, the old religion, but I think it it still works and uh, it's still valid, and we need to get back to it. But the
1: problem isn't it, David. I mean, you might find this yourself if you're going to stand for election at the next uh, the next time around. Is that it's difficult to sell that message on the doorstep for a party that's been in power for 13 years? You can't really say you believe in low taxes. Uh, If you've lifted taxes to the highest level in living memory, you can't really say you're pro-enterprise if you've jacked up corporation tax. These words will just sound hollow, to uh, almost to a point of implausibility, if articulated by the Conservatives at the next election.
0: Well, I'm afraid that is part of the problem. Obviously, we have been in power for 13 years and not done many of the things that we we should have been doing. But better late than never, uh, I think uh, a lot of our conservative voters, the core voters, the people who voted for us in 2019 do want some of those aspirational conservative Things And we can still do a a down payment on them in the next year. But we've got to paint a convincing vision of what Conservative Britain would be like. And it's not surprising that on the doorstep it's difficult. I agree with you, it's, it's difficult. But that's because we haven't made the case for 20 years. People don't understand it. And we're starting from zero. That is a great pity, but you've still got to start from somewhere.
1: Philip Estrade, you're a Conservative peer. You were a special advisor to Ian Duncan-Smith, instrumental in bringing about welfare reform. So you'll know all about the Conservative Party and its woes. Um, The word conservative appears almost nowhere in your ARC literature, in the themes of it. Is that deliberate? Are, Are you guys positioning yourself as not a Conservative movement, but more of a, I don't know, a classic liberal movement?
2: I think there would be many, many people within our, who are part of the conservative movement. Um, but I think what we're trying to do is actually position ourselves above politics. We're actually trying to say that these are such serious issues that um, are being faced by so many nations around the world. Um, what we're seeing um, in our children's lives, in our schools at the moment, what we're seeing um, in the energy debate, what we're seeing. In our in our business debates at this moment in time, these are big things that actually people have tried to shut down debate on at a very time when we should have been opening up debate. And uh, what we're trying to do is say let's let's first and foremost establish an environment where we can have the free exchange of ideas on these issues again, so that actually as as societies and nations we can work out what is the best way of going through what are pretty major transitions and um and, and so that's why we've we've tried to position it um above the political fray
1: I'm with you, but to have some, uh, and... And what's interesting, Philippa, is, um, of course, as David says, there has always been an Anglo-American access. But this seems to be Anglo-American-Australian access. Australia is very much, in your conference, the third leg of the stool here. You're saying, then, that there are problems which conservatives in all three countries have got. Net zero, what to do about it. Identity politics, yes. the language yes. in which you need to come about yep, it.
2: what to do about that?
1: Then, the, uh, I guess, what population decline, the role of the family, uh, to the, the, yes, the, the absolutely,
2: the nature of big business and the impact on flyover flyover states. These are these are all issues that all of our nations are are facing, and that we we need very. Um, open conversations around to be able to grapple with the best way through using Lord Frost's great principles, which I love, um, but uh, allowing free exchange of ideas around these issues again.
1: Um, um, Now, David Frost, you're a telegraph columnist like me, we um, we come out on the same day. Of course, you and I like ideas. But is it the case that voters just want to ask the um, the you know the Janet Jackson question, "What have you done for me lately? I mean they want to they 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 want I mean, Rishi Sunek was campaigning this week We got a new video today where he was listing in the delivery of all the things that he's done. There wasn't any big ideas, but he's positioning himself almost deliberately as a man who hasn't got a big vision of the country He's a man who's simply going to be measured by his achievement. I mean he had his little five pledges earlier on at the beginning of his year. It seems to me as if he is almost wanting to move above ideology, as it were. And the same with Ark wants to move above politics. He wants to say, I am the man who will work hard for you and here is what I'm going to do for you. He doesn't seem to feel
0: the the need to come out with a creed. I mean it is important, obviously, to deliver results. That's self-evident. Um, but I do think that voters can sense it when There isn't a kind of driving. Conviction and ideology behind it. And I'm not saying that's the case with um, Rishi Sunak. I think he actually does have a, a strong conservative ideology behind it that doesn't always come across. But but I do think that people can tell, you know, what sort of country are, do you want to turn Britain into? How will you face unexpected challenges? What is your ideology? What are your values? How are you going to make those judgments? I think that is also important. And it does come across. And, you know, simply a list of what I did uh, on my holidays sort of thing is not really enough to um, uh, to, to, to kind of get people come out and, and vote. Right. So, so, Philippa, is it your aim here that when
1: this conference is, is over that there will be more ideas for the Conservative Party to pick up?
2: I and mean, I'm very much hoping that um, this will platform many, many good ideas uh, for all parties uh, to pick up. But obviously, my own party being the Conservative Party, I would love it if there were great ideas for the Conservative Party to come out of this too. But these ideas will be rooted in the concept of responsible citizenship, hence the name, and the fact that first and foremost, each of us as individuals is responsible for ourselves, then as families, we are responsible for the raising of the next generation and the care of our own families, then on to there for our neighbor and our communities, and then on to there at a national level, rather than the other way around, which is this kind of top down way of thinking about the population of a nation. And we're we're really wanting to say, actually, you know, let us breathe a bit. And let us actually take responsibility. And I actually think that many of the people in Britain and in the Anglosphere nations that we have been discussing, actually, they want the freedom to be able to take responsibility. They don't want um, things to be dictated in their children's classrooms. They don't want a huge burden of regulation and they don't want a forced energy transition that's going to make them poorer. So I think these are important things for us to be debating and discussing.
1: Right, but the British Sunak like, is um, making progress in this. You know, he's pretty much doing what what you were saying there, Philip. He's but saying there is another way of doing this. We don't need to uh, tax the poor out of the sky and off the road. Um, he doesn't. It doesn't seem to me as if he's sure whether to engage with identity politics or not. I think the Tories can be a bit squeamish sometimes. Not Kemi Bednich, who's one of your speakers, but some of the other ones are reluctant about this. Um, But but David Frost, if you think that Rishi Sunak is a, a passionate conservative at heart, and he does have this, he's driven by these principles, why is he reluctant to articulate them?
0: yeah I'm not sure. I think um it's possible he's um overly conscious of um party management issues uh you know as as i said the there there is a very wide range of philosophical opinion in the conservative party and you do one thing and it and it worries another i think in the end you do have to stake out a position and um if you lose one or two people at uh, one side well well so be it i think that can be a strength as well as a, a problem so Um, I do think whatever the reason is that he's been relatively um, muted this last year, I do think we need to, to hear a bit more this year. And just picking up what you said, Philippa, I think freedom and responsibility are really important kind of watchwords that we could hear a bit more about. And, you know, not in a gloomy way, freedom and responsibility to kind of run your own life, bring up your own family, do your own thing, those are really exciting things. They're this, this, the centre of the challenge of being a human being. And, you know, we should be excited by this and not make it sound as gloomy as we, we sometimes do.
1: But instead we've ended up with, what, smoking ban, A-level reform? Those were the two things to come out of Tory party conference.
0: Yeah, I, um, you know, those two things wouldn't be on the list of anyone's list of the top 100 problems <laughs> facing the country, I, I fear. Um, we know what the problems are. We know what needs to be tackled. Um, every day we delay in dealing with immigration, NHS, net zero, tax and spend, all these sort of things is a day we get closer to, to Labour. So we must get going. And
1: Philip, I noticed that there isn't really a, a Labour equivalent of this. I mean, it did feel in 95, 96, as if the new Labour movement was, was an idea whose time has come. There was that Will Hutton book that everybody bought but nobody read. And there was the this, I, the, the various Blairism. It just felt, felt like an ideological juggernaut, really. The triangulation all of those, you know, cliché they may well be, but they basically ruled the intellectual roost. Now, when you look at the left, you see Rachel Reeves, who's been busted for trying to plagiarise copy in a a book which she's written. You've got Keir Starmer, who seems to specialise in not standing for anything at all. And yet these guys are 16 points ahead in the polls. So I'm wondering if um, the politics is not in a particularly ideological place now, either for Labour or the Conservatives, And the arc might just end up as a sort of debating club whose ideas aren't going to be picked
2: up. So I think, I mean, I think it's really interesting. Um, uh, It seems to me like all the exciting ideas are actually coming from the centre-right at this moment in time. There's, There's nothing, as far as I can see, in an idea space coming from the left. In fact, if anything, they seem to want to be uh, reproducing almost exactly what the Conservative government is doing for fear of unsettling um, an electorate that might just be about to vote for them. And I think this should really, really encourage Rishi Sinak and the Conservatives. All the energy and the vitality and the ideas are bubbling up within uh, within the centre-right at this moment in time. And if I... If I were Rishi, I would say grab hold of them and and, and engage with them and, and ride this wave of exciting conservative ideas that are emerging.
1: Well, the Prime Minister isn't coming to your conference, I don't think. But for those who want to follow it, Philippa, how will they be able to?
2: Yeah, it's all going to be broadcast, put out onto YouTube as well, so that people can can follow it. There's the 24 papers that are being published. There are videos going with it. All our speakers will be, as I say, out on out on YouTube for people to to follow. So it will be very public. Ideas conversation.
1: And David Frost, you have a book to sell at this art conference. <laughs>
0: Not yet. There'll be a book soon, maybe not that soon, but no, I will be there and saying what well, I guess I always say, which is that um, you know the old religion, free markets, Western values—that's what's going to get us to succeed.
1: Okay. Well, David Frost and Philip Stroud, thanks very much for joining me, and thanks to Natasha Perros who produced the podcast.